Ignite your curiosity with Austin next. We're watching Austin transform from a thriving ecosystem into a global superstar. With our host, Jason Scharf, we aspire to better comprehend the true nature of innovation. Together, we will uncover what makes a successful ecosystem and navigate the technologies shaping our future. Now let's dive into what's next. History has shown that a strong university is a key element for an innovation ecosystem to thrive. The good news is that Austin is the home of the University of Texas, one of the largest and strongest universities in the U.S., and I'm not just talking about football. UT Austin has been and continues to be a central component of our startup infrastructure. From the beginning at IC Squared to today's Texas Innovation Center, the university leads the academic side of the startup equation. Joining us today are Van Truscott and Ashley Jennings from the Texas Innovation Center. Van Truscott is the executive director of the center. She brings to her role a track record of innovation, leadership, and attainment of business results. Before joining UT, she worked at Canon Nanotech and has over 14 years of technical, operations, and strategic leadership experience. She holds 79 patents worldwide, and given this experience, Van clearly understands both technology and its commercialization. She's also an alumnus, having graduated from the Cockrell School of Engineering. Ashley Jennings is an award-winning producer, two-time startup founder, and technology evangelist. She serves as Program Director of Innovation and Technology Commercialization, and Managing Director of the Texas Innovation Center, where she helps oversee university-wide commercialization efforts for faculty and students in translational research. Prior to this role, Ashley was part of the McComb School of Business team, driving innovative programming for students across the 40 acres and cultivating a network of college stakeholders in the startup and VC space. Welcome, Van and Ashley, to the Austin Next podcast. Thanks for having us here today. Having us. Well, thank you so much and good day to both of you. I wanted to talk a little bit more about UT Austin. Obviously, an amazing school, but how does it fit within the Austin innovation ecosystem? So the Texas Innovation Center is the hub at the University of Texas at Austin for bringing engineering and science discoveries and technologies to market. And while the center is primarily focused on STEM faculty and graduate students, um, we welcome collaboration with other areas on campus. Um, we work synergistically with the Cockrell School of Engineering, the College of Natural Science, the Office of the Vice President of Research, as well as the Office of Technology Commercialization. So as you can tell from this, we focus on the research that comes out of the university and figure out pathways to either start a company or some other mode to, to get this onto the other side. And so it's really important for us to be in sync with the rest of the Austin ecosystem because they help, we help each other essentially showcase the innovation that comes out of Austin as well as Texas. And so love to have partners external to the university to move forward in these endeavors. Now, I know there's no such thing as a, a normal path for these ideas and thoughts and eventually new businesses. But what is the path that the Texas Innovation Center works with to help these companies? Is there funding? Is there mentorship? How does that work? So um, there is mentorship. We also have a process where we, you know, since we're focused on university research, um, we work very closely with our Office of Technology Commercialization to understand what intellectual property we have coming out of our research labs. And so um, work very jointly with that office to then 
approach faculty and grad students who are the who are inventors to see whether they are interested in um, starting a company. And and or I guess when I say interested, it's really whether they're curious about uh, what a startup is about. And so we start at that phase, just exploration. There's no commitment to actually form a company. And then, you know, we then provide mentoring. And then at the Texas Innovation Center, as things become more concrete, we have what's known as startup in a box, which is all the elements that comes together to form a company. So, um, you know, advisors, service providers, mentors to help with company incorporation, turnkey manufacturing exploration. Any, if you're a medical device company, then we have FDA regulatory experts to talk about the pathway and the costs. Uh, we bring in firms to discuss and kind of outline like what you would need on the accounting side as well as on the HR side. So just really getting people's heads on the academic side wrapped around like what is it like, what are the elements for forming a company, which is very different than, you know, the know-how in, in terms of the research space. You mentioned this before about the interaction between UT Austin, specifically the Texas Innovation Center, and the greater startup community around the Central Texas area. How do you fit and how do you interact with that greater startup community? I think there's a, a dual interaction that goes on with both ecosystems. What's incredible about Austin is that we have this thriving uh, startup tech ecosystem downtown, the surrounding area. And then we have the 40 acres here. And the more that we work in, in parallel together, the better. So how do we fit in? I mean, what's incredible is that the University of Texas and all of these innovation centers around campus, every single college has different offerings, right? You've got Dr. Truscott here, who is a uh, a successful award-winning entrepreneur herself. You've got a, an award-winning investor over in McComb School of Business who runs a lot of entrepreneurial efforts over there. You've got um, people in fine arts, Moody College of Communication, who are serial entrepreneurs themselves. What's amazing, I think, is that we've been able to utilize the Austin ecosystem um, as, as mentors and collaboration with the university. Um, we have classes that are ran across campus uh, with guest lectures who come in from the ecosystem as well. And, you know, it's important for centers also to really educate all of our founders, all of our students, all of our researchers, faculty who are interested in innovation and commercialization and startups to educate them on what resources are out there outside of campus as well. So, you, I mean, as you know, we've, we're a hub here in, in Austin for uh, incubators and accelerators and the energy and the buzz that's, um, I think what's really exciting is we're moving away from a kind of a SaaS, I, I would say culture that we've built up in town with and getting closer to deep tech. And I think that's where the university really fits in is from a deep tech perspective, we are day one launching pad for the research that's gonna evolve into some of those companies that are gonna be most, successful um, in that vertical. Tell me what you mean by deep tech. That's a term I don't hear too often. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I think of deep tech, I, I think of what we focus on here, STEM, you know, I, and even though we, we do have a focus on STEM, we, have, we serve all faculty, all researchers across campus, but deep tech encompasses everything from artificial intelligence, machine learning, data, software, 
high tech, you know, aerospace innovation, space innovation, um, all of those fall under the umbrella of deep tech alternative energies also uh, fall under that umbrella materials. So really thinking about, you know, companies that aren't necessarily that typical SaaS model that maybe even B2C we see a lot of, um, and companies who are are coming out of a deep founded, deep rooted research um, and, and fit in the umbrella of AI, ML, deep tech. Well, the experience that I have in the university setting, at least, is one of a little bit of cooperation and a lot of competition. How does UT Austin fit in with the other universities here in the Texas area? We have a bunch not too far from from where we're all sitting right now. Oh, yeah. So UT Austin is part of the UT Systems uh, sister schools. And so um, there's a high level of coordination between, um, I would say, all, all of us and, of course, A&M also. For instance, we, um, we did last summer have an intern that was um, from A&M and he was spectacular. And all of our programming at the Texas Innovation Center is open to um, every institution within Texas as well as nationally. And so the, the wonderful aspect of being able to go virtually is to be able to extend all the programming and activities that we have nationwide and beyond the borders of, of Austin. And so that has been fantastic. And as a result of that, we've made new connections um, who turn out to be mentors or uh, collaborative companies uh, potentially with our startups. And so, um, yeah, it's been an amazing experience um, that have come out from the pandemic. So speaking as somebody who's been, you know, worked with universities, both as a mentor and a student and an investor, one of the things that always ends up happening is coming from the outside in, you know, as Ashley, as you mentioned, there's all these incubators internally, there's all these different opportunities, figuring out where to go and who to engage with. How is, you know, UT trying to make that process easier, trying to really make it a, a system that can plug well into the outside ecosystem? Yes. So um, I would say the way UT is doing that is through our Office of Vice President of Research and through um, a not so recent hire, uh, the Associate Vice President of Research in Innovation and Economic Impact, Christine Dixon Thiessen. Um, and what she's doing um, is she's putting together essentially a web interface, and this is in progress, such that it pulls together all of the resources here at UT associated with commercialization. And so um, anyone internal or external can go to this um, front door and essentially enter in um, who they are. And, um, you know, if they're an investor, an entrepreneur, or a researcher, and then enter in what they're interested in looking for in terms of resources or uh, collaboration, then that interface will show all of the entities on campus, as well as programming that's offered. And so this is going to be a great big step to really let the rest of our community, internal and external, know the landscape here on campus. And, and that interface is going to be, you know, upkept regularly. So it's current. And so I'm pretty excited about it. And, you know, just wondering like what new connections we're gonna be able to um, start as this rolls out. 
No, that's great. I mean, as I said, the the confusion on where to go and who to talk to when you're like, I want to engage, but what's next yeah. is, is always very difficult. Yeah. But you know, I mean, you could also start with Ashley and I at the Texas Innovation Center. And what we often tell people is that, you know, utilize us as a home base while you're on campus. But we uh, what we want to do is we don't necessarily need for you to stick with us. Our goal is that to get you out there and connect you to the rest of the 40 acres and have you develop roots here with us um, as an institution. Cause um, you know, it's going to benefit all of us um, as we work together. So it's a good question kind of, as you, as you kind of be that tip of the spear, how is your program directed when it comes to like university faculty and students? Is it, it's really that kind of chicken and the egg. Is it, is it the research then births a project, which then has people kind of form around it? Is it more that the entrepreneurial spirit of the students or faculty saying, hey, I've got a, I've got a question or a problem I want to solve? Really, where is it that things start? And then where do the, how do these programs kind of form up with these project teams? I say all of the above. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we yeah. want to keep things organic. I mean, you know, Ashley and I and the Texas Innovation Center, we're a startup in ourselves, And so we don't want to, uh, we want to keep all our options open and we want people to be um, inspired in terms of what they're doing and utilize their research to create potential um, outcomes that can be uh, commercialized. And so with innovation, you know, you got to kind of Keep it all open to, um, to to different pathways for how that innovation and that passion is going to get started. So yeah, so you know through through faculty coming to us, through us approaching faculty and students because we know that the IP has been disclosed to UT, and then by word of mouth, people are coming and just wanting to explore. Yeah. Great question. Um, you know, our tagline here is inspire, create, commercialize, and um, specifically around deep tech, big impact. But it's, you know, as, as Van said, we are a startup ourselves. So we're really the boots on the ground out there across campus trying to learn who's working on what. We do obviously have systems in place to learn, uh, you know, what's going on over in that college um, programmatically. We do workshops throughout the year, and so we market those workshops to all of our faculty and researchers, grad students across campus, um, and those workshops might be their first touch point right on the inspiration side of, of uh, maybe it's they're hearing a, a serial founder's story and it inspires them, or maybe they're doing an office hour with one of our friends of the Texas Innovation Center. You know, so we do workshops and that's a big, a big part of our programming. Uh, we also partner a lot across campus on deployment of funds. So we're hosting a large pitch competition uh, this week that we're really excited about with uh, the one of the centers across campus and um, it's focused on women founders. And so anytime that we can form an allyship with partners across campus, that's also a great touch point for us. But yeah, our, our, I would say our external marketing um, to community across campus is through our workshops, uh, getting people to come to our office hours, hosting open houses here at TXIC. Um, then it's really just, I mean, dividing and conquering and, and word of mouth across campus when it comes to um, faculty finding us and then us finding faculty as well. But we try to be uh, really on point with making sure that people are aware of the resources here. You know, our three big value props are 
the physical co-working space that we have here, this, this place that we want to serve as a, a launching pad uh, where people can come in and, and feel like they belong, right? A culture uh, where they feel safe to talk about their research. Maybe it might be the first time they're even thinking about the word entrepreneur uh, or, or commercialization. And so we have the, the physical co-working space here. Um, we've got our startup in a box resources that we will take companies from nuts and bolts and corporation all the way through helping them raise around. Um, and then our network is our third really big value prop and pillar, the friends of the Texas Innovation Center. And that's comprised of, you know, alum and alumna themselves who want to give back and serve. Maybe they serve on our boards across campus, uh, angels, firms across the country who like to invest in university research, um, mentors to Van and I, as we grow and scale and strategize around what the center could be, um, they also serve as sounding boards for us. And I think what's really incredible and really it shows the leanness of a startup team of two and our agility in the middle of a pandemic is that we've just grown and grown twofold from our portfolio to our community of people who are involved here to our companies growing and scaling and raising funds and getting out there in the market. Um, it's just been it's been amazing to watch and that that wouldn't happen without such a collaborative community across campus. It's great to hear about how much you've grown, especially on the, like the portfolio side. So can you talk about some of the projects, ideas, companies that have either are emerging now or have come out and had some success? So, yeah, I mean, in terms of um, advanced materials and some alternative energy companies, we have uh, one that prevents lithium ion battery fires uh, by eliminating flammable gases released during uh, during use. And that's one of our, our companies out of Cockrell School of Engineering here. Uh, we've got a cobalt-free battery technology that uh, right now is out of Houston. Uh, the founders have completely gotten off campus and launched and scaled a lab out of Houston. And um, they actually just got uh, some investment Last semester, so they they got a um, undisclosed amount of um, investment that they are utilizing right now to scale up their product. Um, we also have a company, another energy company, uh, called um, EnergyX. So we have a company called EnergyX that is essentially uh, extracting lithium from brine solutions and providing a lower cost and shorter timeline to um, obtained uh, lithium for lithium ion battery utilization. And they are actually here in Austin. Uh, in the last six months, they, uh, they set up their lab and they are quickly growing their employee numbers. And so they are roughly at about 20 something employees in the last six months and had a uh, double digit round of, of funding um, recently. I think another company that is very exciting in the alternative energy space is called Celadine. Um, they are a hydrogen production company um, providing essentially a membrane technology that goes into fuel cells that allow you to operate at high temperatures. They've had a um, seed investment from Shell, and um, they are, you know, a company that I would say you everybody should keep an eye on in terms of uh, contributing to the energy transition. So, Ashley, do you have it? Any other ones? You want yeah, to I mean, so our portfolio has grown to over thirty companies. 
across 12 different industries. Uh, those were just a few of the alternative energy ones. We have companies out of biosciences. We've got some data analytics software companies um, out of robotics. Uh, there's a, an incredible company that just keeps growing and scaling. And I'm sure people who are listening to this podcast have heard in town called Aptronic. It's, you know, they're advanced affordable robotic solutions um, for defense, manufacturing, logistics, and they've grown their offerings over the past years. But what's amazing about that company is it's, uh, I would say, a, a great case study of what can happen on campus when a, a faculty, a PI in a lab, has an incredible grad student who wants to move forward with the company. And then someone from business walks across campus and teams up with them. Uh, so they've had a lot of success over the years. We've got healthcare companies. One of our amazing grad student companies uh, who's in a lab right now out of Temple, she's pitching this this week and she focuses at, at home monthly STD testing that offers more results quickly, privately, affordably. We've got two of our companies who have launched out of Texas Biodesign Program, which we launched last spring. And Texas Biodesign Program um, is modeled after Stanford's Biodesign Program. And we're really lucky to have the instructor who uh, used to teach it at Stanford Biodesign and now is on the board there and still uh, helps run strategy. And he's here. He's an alum himself, and he's moved back to Austin. And he's teaching our second cohort for us uh, coming up this next spring, but what biodesign is, is basically, you know, we pair interdisciplinary teams of an engineer, a scientist, a clinician, and with a business student. And uh, we have this great partnership with uh, McCombs School of Business and MD Anderson, who's providing the clinician problem side of things. And uh, they go through a nine-week program where they learn about needs-driven innovation and how to really hone in on what is an actual problem to solve. And, and so we've loved seeing two companies be born out of that. One company is called Longhorn Life Sciences. Another is called Injury Sense, which is a monitoring system that detects the presence of bowel uh, perforations during laparoscopic surgery, allowing for immediate repair and improving patient safety outcomes. Um, that's been a great journey to watch. Um, got ed tech companies. Go ahead, Van. Yeah. So on that needs-driven innovation, uh, we are um, so lucky to have Rush Bartlett, who is with the Stanford Biodesign Program. He is their associate director of uh, education and um, corporate relations. And so it's it's been incredible to be able to have this new, well, it's not a new concept, but this additional concept of how to think about innovation and commercialization um, here at UT. And so finding needs and finding a home for the solutions that uh, we have here on campus, or at least, you know, not think of them as solutions, but think about like what needs our research can eventually provide a great program that we are also hoping um, to extend into other sectors in the future. So, you know, right now we're focused on bio life science and med device, but we really believe that this general idea of innovation, uh, needs-driven innovation can be extended to say the energy sector, um, the food tech or space tech. And so just, just being able to um, explore this concept in other sectors is gonna be um, an exciting thing to do here on campus. Another startup company that I think you all should keep an eye on is a company 
coming out of our uh, biomedical engineering department called BioBQ. And so this is a cell-based meat company. And what's special about it is it's a structured meat. And so we're, we're not making ground up meat here. We're talking about like a full-fledged steak uh, with the texture and taste of like a steak. And for, for our team, Katie and Janet, what they're interested in making is, um, is brisket barbecue and also potentially Korean barbecue because they can grow these um, sheets of material thinly enough that it lends itself very nicely to um, the, the structure and form factor for Korean barbecue. So very exciting, something to keep an eye out for. And now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, me too. I need a breakfast taco with something like that in it. There we go. <laughs> My favorite Texas innovation. Let's kind of pivot to the future because clearly congratulations are in order because of the way and the amount that you guys have grown this, this center over the last couple of years, even with the pandemic. But what are the key issues that we're facing here in Austin as we continue to develop this ecosystem around innovation and as we absorb more and more people coming here? And how does the university help with that? So as more people move to Austin, especially companies and investors, you know, the university wants to work very closely with these potential collaborators because in the end, what it means to all of us is economic development. Okay. So with that, you know, we have students that um, are highly talented and skilled that we would love to have a place in some of these companies that are coming to Austin. Tesla's coming to Austin, for instance, or maybe they're already here. Um, there's Samsung, um, who's planning uh, deeper and bigger routes. And so we work very closely, um, I would say, on recruitment of students, on developing uh, research and providing innovative ideas back and forth between our the companies in, in the Austin area, as well as uh, the research going on on campus. And I think, you know, through our um, corporate and um, relations and our development teams, we're able to have better um, interactions and a deeper portfolio of like knowledge in terms of what the needs are in our community and being reactive to it. And so very excited about um, all the, the new people that are coming, as well as all the industry players, as well as um, the VC community. You know, in the end, it's about getting a wide diversity of, of input uh, information so that the university can stay very current in terms of what it should be focused on that can help the wider community. That's great. We always ask the same question to end the podcast. So I'll ask both of you. What's next, Austin? Good question. Yeah, good question. Um, I would say, you know, what's next, Austin? What's next, Austin, is that we are going to continue to really rise up the middle of the country. I think what's amazing about the opportunity of all of these, these different uh, tech companies continue to move here. All of the big, you know, we've got, we've got a, a Google bureau here, a Facebook bureau here, Indeed's headquarters are here. Of course, Tesla, Samsung, Apple. I think what's amazing is that now we're not having to lose our talent to the coast, which is great. They stay here. They continue to 
pour into the economic development of the city. Uh, but I think what's next is that we're just going to keep producing really innovative companies, I think, that are going to solve huge problems that you we haven't even seen yet before. And again, I really just want to drive home the narrative of, of deep tech because that's what we're creating here on campus. And I think what's next for Austin is, you know, maybe pumping out one of our one a unicorn. And, and hopefully that's that's something that's from the deep tech community. Terrific. So what's next, Austin? Um, I would say we need to think you know, for for us being UT here, the flagship institution, is to think about how big tech can make big impact in our local and statewide economy, how we can then impact matters associated with the climate, because as the climate change, it's going to change our economy. Um, how can we be very reactive to that and start thinking about it and planning it now? Because then that's going to bleed over to essentially how we're going to develop our workforce. And so as an academic institution, working with the state and our local leaders to figure out how do we continue to be a state that thrives and shine um, in today as well as in the future. Van Truscott, Ashley Jennings of TXIC. Thank you so much for joining us today on Austin Next. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So what's next, Austin? We're glad you've joined us on this journey. Please subscribe at your favorite podcast catcher, leave us a review, and let your colleagues know about us. This will help us grow the podcast and continue bringing you unique interviews and insights. Thanks again for listening and see you soon.